We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Now a mostly cloudy sky and 39 degrees. President Biden says the world is watching whether the U.S. will continue to provide critical military support to Ukraine. Standing next to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, President Biden warned Congress failing to approve a security package before the end of the year would be a Christmas gift for Putin. History will judge harshly those who turn their back on freedom's cause. But the president's request, topping $105 billion for Ukraine, Israel, the Indo-Pacific and the border, is stalled as Republicans demand immigration provisions. Holding Ukraine funding hostage in the attempt to force through an extreme Republican partisan agenda on the border is not how it works. The president says his team is working with Republicans and Democrats, but says a compromise is required. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. KNS has breaking news. Two persons injured in an early morning shooting in northeast Wichita. Around 1220 this morning, police were called to the 1300 block of North Poplar. One victim was hospitalized in critical condition, a second victim in serious condition. Police say the victims know the shooter or shooters, and anyone with information about the shooting is asked to call police. The Wichita City Council has approved a $1.5 million plan to help curb violence in the city. The Wichita State Community Engagement Institute will open violence interrupter sites, one in northeast Wichita, east of I-135, and another in south Wichita in the area of Pawnee and Broadway. The institute will recruit and hire in January and begin training in February. Their violence interruption and intervention program will be targeted at high-risk youth. Councilmember Brian Fry wants the community to get involved in solving this issue. I would encourage the community to support this program and help us get ahead of this because it's not getting better. The city says 74% of homicides in 2021 were committed with the use of a firearm. The three-year program will be funded through ARPA dollars. Rodney Price, KNSS News. At today's meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will consider an agreement with the Kansas Department of Transportation to study the K-15 corridor with an eye toward improving safety and traffic flow on a very busy highway. Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News. That corridor between Wichita along K-15 to uh, to, to Derby with Spirit in between has been, a, has been a problem. It's got the train tracks going along there, and uh, so... Uh, it's been a it's been a long uh, 
talked about, and now now uh, KDOT is doing a uh, a study. It's going to be a very challenging thing because of the of the railroad stuff there. Eisner commented during his weekly appearance with Stephen Hill in the morning on KNSS. The House will vote today on whether to formalize an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. During a House Rules Committee markup hearing, Colorado Democratic Congressman Jonah Goose, like other Democrats, accused Republicans of theater with a proposed vote to formalize an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. This is being done at the behest of former President Trump. And while Republicans have yet to link Hunter Biden's million-dollar business deals with foreign companies in China, Ukraine, and Kazakhstan to any wrongdoing by the president, moderate Republicans like Congressman Don Bacon of Nebraska say a formal inquiry might be worth it. Well, I think the voters deserve to know uh, what, did, what did the Bidens do with $25 million, where did it come in from, where did it go? I think, and it's, it was the family business. I think the voters should know what's going on. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 6.04, four minutes past six o'clock. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS, 6.08 now, eight minutes past six o'clock, a chilly 38 degrees. Republican New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu is endorsing 2024 Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley. Take a look in this direction. I have no doubt if you look in Nikki Haley's direction, you're going to love what you see. Sununu had a message for former President Donald Trump thanking him for his service, but saying it was time to move on. Harvard President Claudine Gay is keeping her job following controversial comments on campus anti-Semitism. Fox's Marianne Rafferty has the latest. Reportedly, even after losing $1 billion in donations over what may have some may have called disastrous congressional testimony about anti-Semitism, Harvard University says Claudine Gay will remain as the Ivy League's president. The school's highest governing body, the Harvard Group, reaffirming its support for Gay in a statement saying our extensive deliberations affirm our confidence that President Gay is the right leader to help our community heal and to address the very serious societal issues we are facing. Now, the Harvard Corporation now says calls for genocide are despicable and contrary to fundamental human values, which President Gay did not say during her testimony to Congress. The announcement to keep Gay comes after former University of Pennsylvania President Liz McGill resigned after facing similar backlash. New Jersey's attorney general has filed suit against gun dealers for how they handled certain weapons. State AG Matt Placken singled out FSS Armory of Pinebrook for a dangerous display of guns for sale. If you stood outside the store's window, you could see stacks of unsecured weapons within plain view. Perhaps even worse, Placken said, is what seller JSD Supply and gun show merchant Eagle Shows, both of Western Pennsylvania, attempted. As the show's vendors sold ghost gun products, knowing full well that ghost guns are illegal in New Jersey. Placken says he will see cash and punitive damages against them, promising these businesses will not be the last targets in what he says is a nation gripped by gun violence. Colonel Scott, Fox News. In Ohio, a man is jailed and awaiting charges for stealing chicken from a restaurant at gunpoint. Prosecutors in Hamilton County, Ohio, say 32-year-old Ahmed Abdur Rahman kicked in the door of the Pollo Shaddai restaurant in Lachland last Friday and demanded cash, though an employee refused, prompting Abdur Rahman to instead demand three pieces of chicken, which he got before his escape. I came rushing in. I'm like, hey, what's going on? He's just like, 
Is everyone okay? Uh, obviously, everybody was scared. That's restaurant owner Jordi Hernandez. Police found Abdur Rahman about a block away and made the arrest. He now faces aggravated robbery and obstruction of official business. Court documents say Abdur Rahman's bond was set at $100,000. He's due in court in late December. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Stephen, dead in the morning here on KNSS 611 now, 11 minutes past 6 o'clock. Good morning, Steve. We have a uh, abandoned vehicle, or stalled out vehicle, one of the two, eastbound Kellogg. It's at the ramp from Hillside, uh, kind of on the right shoulder there. Those traffic volumes in that area are picking up, so watch for it to slow down a bit. Again, that's uh, eastbound Kellogg right there at the ramp from Hillside. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a cloudy sky across Wichita with some gradual clearing expected. Temperatures will trend into the upper 40s around lunchtime, 53 for the high this afternoon. Mostly cloudy overnight, low 37. We have a low-pressure system approaching on Thursday with a high 49. Better rain chances arriving later Thursday night. I'm KMSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. And now we have a mostly cloudy sky, an east wind at just 6 miles per hour. Not much wind this morning and 38 degrees. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hi there. Hey. Welcome, Jad, back. Jad had a little time Welcome off. Welcome back, there. Jad. Yeah. Hey. It's nice to... Yeah, I, I couldn't even get through saying that, it, couldn't I? Yeah, yeah it's, it's okay to be back. It's, I, it's okay. It's it's good <laughs> to see you guys. There we go. And you've only got a three-day work week. And that was week. almost sincere. Almost. Yeah. Close. <laughs> what a, what as a, close as I can approximate. A ringing endorsement there. Yes. Yeah, well. Oh, well. That's an honest, an honest take on it, the first day back. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> All right, 613, Steve and Ted. This is uh, Wednesday, December 13th, 2023. So we got about 12 days left until Christmas Day. Got a partly cloudy day across central Kansas Tuesday. Wichita's high temperature was 55 degrees, normal high 48. On this date in 1975, unusual December severe thunderstorms raked south central Kansas. Several were extremely powerful with winds that reached 100 miles per hour. Extensive damage occurred in Wichita and Hutchinson. However, details of the damage were not available. That from the National Weather Service. And on this date in 2000, Republican Governor, uh, Republican George W. Bush, that is, claimed the presidency a day after the U.S. Supreme Court shut down further recounts of disputed ballots in Florida. Democrat Al Gore conceded, delivering a call for national unity. All right. And we haven't had any such. We haven't. <laughs> U.S. auto safety regulators say they have taken the first step toward requiring requiring devices in vehicles that prevent drunk or impaired driving. The National Highway Traffic Administration announced Tuesday that it is starting the process of putting a new federal safety standard in place requiring the technology in all new passenger vehicles. NHTSA and a group of 16 automakers are researching technology that would automatically test a driver's breath for alcohol and stop a vehicle from moving if the driver is impaired. The driver would not have to blow into a tube, and a sensor would check the driver's breath. Another company working on light technology that could test for blood alcohol in a person's finger, the group said. So, interesting. Trying to get some technology going there to to uh, keep people from driving while impaired. We had a uh, yesterday interviewed for this weekend's issue show, Lynn Packer, who is uh, the Sedgwick County uh, uh, Public uh, uh, Utilities Director. And, of course, he has 
jurisdiction over all the, the roadways in the county, mm-hmm. including the, the intersections and so forth, since they're in the process of looking at all of them right now and making trying to make sure that they all at least have signs up there where they're supposed to. But I think some of these accidents we've been having, Ted, that one in Butler County, what, yesterday, two days ago, where the veterinarian was killed, obviously from the, from the video, there was a stop sign there. Huge somebody, stop sign. Somebody ran it. Somebody ran it. Yeah. So watch what you're doing out there. We want you to, we want you listeners to keep listening for as long as you can. Yeah, deadly consequences. Virginia authorities have determined that a Tesla was operating on its autopilot system and was driving 70 miles per hour on a 45-mile-per-hour road in the moments leading to a crash with a crossing tractor-trailer last July that killed the Tesla driver. The death of Pablo Teodoro III is the third since 2016 in which a Tesla that was using autopilot ran underneath a crossing tractor-trailer, raising questions about the partially automated system safety and where it should operate. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I don't feel, I don't think I'd feel real comfortable just locking into that thing and then taking a siesta. So, uh, but we'll see. There's a, by the way, there's, my car is a, my new car mm-hmm. is a 2019. It's, right. So it's a four-year-old car, but it's got some really neat little safety features that, that the, the last car I had didn't have. It's a Honda and, uh, you know, like the backup camera is good, but you can't, mm-hmm. you, you can't trust that. A hundred percent. I don't anyway, because there's some blind spots in that. But there, there are sensors and things that uh, on this new car that uh, I really like. I think they can probably go a little further with them. But yeah, Detroit's trying to build some safety features yeah, in them. Technology helps. It's a driver, driver error. It's hard to correct that. My dad has a has a newer truck with one of those backup cameras. I, I was riding in him with it on the during my time off, and he started to back up, and I looked down at his backup camera. And there was, there was nothing. I mean, you, you look down and you could just kind of see gray hmm. all the way across the screen. And I looked up and I said, Dad, what's wrong with your backup camera? And he goes, it rained. I live on a dirt road. Oh, <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> backup camera doesn't work when that happens. Don't trust him 100%. <laughs> mm-hmm. 617, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS on a Wednesday morning. Let's take a look at leadoff sports this morning with Ted Woodward. Ted. And uh, what a finish to the Wichita State Volleyball season. Last night, the championship match of the NIVC postseason tournament, Wichita State on the road at UTEP, a team that had not lost at home all season long. Well, guess what? The Shockers put that to an end. Wichita State in the championship match with a sweep on the road at UTEP. Three sets to zero in front of a sellout crowd of 3,300 people. The Shockers finished the season with a record of 26-8. and eight. They won 15 sets in the tournament, lost only one set. Mm. Just a great wow. finish to the season for the Shockers. Uh, UTEP's only home loss of the season. The Shockers won 9 out of 10 to finish up their season with 26 wins. Emerson Wilford had 11 kills and 3 blocked shots. Gabby Moss had a dozen digs. And the Shockers win the NIVC Postseason Tournament Championship. And they've played very well at the end of the season. Good stuff for Shocker Volleyball. High school basketball season is underway. Get the, got some things going on, but in high school boys basketball action last night. Wichita Heights is off to a great start on the season. Heights wins at South by 41 points, 84-43. The Heights boys are off to a 3-0 start on the season. Let's go to the National Hockey League. The Edmonton Oilers win at home last night. They beat the Chicago Blackhawks 4-1. 
Edmonton now on an eight-game winning streak. One point back for a postseason spot. Starting goalie for Edmonton, former Wichita Thunder goalie Stuart Skinner. 22 saves, his seventh straight win. And on defense for Edmonton, another former Thunder player, Vincent Descharnay, had a block shot and a hit. I watched that game. Skinner was very good. He's uh, he's on a roll right now, as yeah. is Edmonton as a whole. Yeah, the Oilers are an eight-game winning streak right now in the NHL and a couple of former Thunder guys helping Edmonton to that victory. Let's go to the NBA last night where the Dallas Mavericks won at home. They beat the Los Angeles Lakers 127-125. to Coming off the bench for the Mavericks as a sixth man, former Kansas Jayhawk Markeith Morris. He had a couple of rebounds, an assist, and a steal. Mavericks have won four in a row. They're in the number three spot in the Western Conference. And a happy birthday today to golfer Tom Shaw is 85 years old today. Wichita native, four-time winner on the PGA Tour, and he won one major on the Senior Tour. Career highlight for Tom Shaw, the Wichita native, he beat Arnold Palmer to win the Bing Crosby National Pro-Am at Pebble Beach in 1971. Wow. Utah native Tom Shaw. It's his birthday today. He's 85 years old. That's sports with Stephen Ted. 621 now. Keep it up for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Some good things about vacations. Aha. Let's hear about that coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward. 38 degrees here on this Wednesday morning with Steve and Ted. At Tuesday's meeting, the Wichita City Council agreed to a $300,000 capital campaign funding agreement with the Kansas African American Museum. The museum has purchased a new property at 201 North Main in downtown Wichita and plans to use the capital campaign to complete renovations there. The Wichita Public Library Foundation and the city have signed a MOU for funding improvements at Westlink, Alford, Maya Angelou, and Rockwell Branch Libraries. The foundation is about halfway to its $2 million capital campaign goal. Finally, a $2.6 million contract renewal for next year with Visit Wichita was approved. Visit Wichita promotes tourism, sports, and convention activities to the city. In 2022, visitors spent approximately $1.5 billion in the Wichita area and contributed over $200 million in state and local taxes. Rodney Price, KNSS News. The Low Income Energy Assistance Program will be opening the application process Monday instead of waiting until the first of the year. The program helps retain or restore electricity, natural gas, or propane to heat homes. Program manager Lewis Kimsey says they're encouraging anyone who needs help to apply. We'd much rather they apply and we have to tell them that they're not eligible as opposed to them not applying and they are in fact eligible and don't get to benefit from the program. More than 42,000 people applied for assistance last year. More are expected this winter. Lawmakers in Topeka are at odds again on school funding. They're looking at figures from an audit to determine if districts are using state funding properly. Lewisburg is currently the only district that has come into question. Representative Christy Williams, an Augusta Republican, says the audit would show them where the money is being spent. If this small sampling of one or two helped us better understand if it was trackable in some of these other areas or these other fund areas. Democrat lawmakers argued... 
that spending should be left up to local school boards, and a statewide audit is not necessary. Thousands of migrants continue to cross the southern border into the United States. Fox's Griff Jenkins has the latest from Eagle Pass, Texas. They are absolutely getting hammered in both Lukeville, Arizona, and here in Eagle Pass, Texas. A thousand miles separate us, but it's the same storm of migrants surging. We started before the sun was up. It was 37 degrees, freezing cold, and they had multiple groups of well over 100 in four different places at the same time throughout the morning, just hammering these agents, stretching the resources, pulling the manpower across this sector. Most of the migrants are from Venezuela, Nicaragua, and Colombia in this area, but we did confirm with sources they've had eight Russians come across today, along with one Iranian. Customs and Border Patrol reporting that there were 241,000 encounters at the southern border in October. Viral new video shows referees breaking into a fight in Colorado at a fourth-grade basketball game. Fox's Kevin Cork tells us more. These referees, uh, they all need to be hit with technical fouls. All right, so here's the story. Three refs at a Colorado youth basketball game were throwing hands. I mean, they're throwing punches left, right, getting tackled in the middle of the court, surrounded by horrified onlookers. Are you tripping or what? The brawl broke out during a fourth-grade boys' basketball game Saturday morning in Lakewood. That's just west of Denver. Two of the refs walking toward each other aggressively. One takes a swing. A third runs over and tackles one of them, and then they all fall, all within a few feet of the young players. The referees' independent contractors were immediately removed and are no longer permitted to work for the company. Now look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. As clouds and moisture continue to approach from the southwest, we have some dry air aloft that may keep precipitation from forming today. With a clearing sky, our high 53. Clouding back up tonight to low 37. Sunny and cool on Thursday with a high 49. I'm KNSS meteorologist and holiday. And now mostly cloudy sky, 38 degrees. Not much wind dust there. East at 6 miles per hour. Stephen's in the morning here on KNSS 633 on a Wednesday morning, December 13th on this date in 2003. Saddam Hussein was captured by U.S. forces while hiding in a hole under a farmhouse in Adwar, Iraq, near his hometown of Tikrit. Hiding in a hole. He'd been the big, powerful leader of Iraq. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. dictator and had done some awfully brutal things and they caught him hiding in a hole uh an under an unsophisticated uh, way to go 
Ted, did you hear that? Uh, did you hear the story we had just a moment ago? That's really interesting. It's funny, funny in a way, but kind of disturbing too. About a couple of basketball referees out mm-hmm. doing a fourth grade game, and apparently there were three of them doing a fourth grade basketball game, and they were going to get yeah, into a tussle, start beating each other up at center court or something. Great. I haven't seen a viral, the uh, viral video, but I'd sure like to see it. I mean, you figure now and then some player or coach is going to have a disagreement with with uh, an umpire or an official, but you don't very often see referees going at it to these strike three at each other. Yeah. Where'd they find these guys? Have you, have you ever known anybody, anybody who officiates? Who yeah. does it? Yeah. I was trying to think of, uh, um, I think it, I think it's Carrie, Carrie Dixon. I don't know if you know Carrie. Friend of the families. He's done up to high school. I don't know what he's doing these days, whether he's still doing it or not. And there was a fellow that. Uh, yeah, I worked with him for a while. Did Carrie? Uh, his, uh, Carrie's mom babysat my son when he was little. <laughs> so we know him pretty well. He, I watched him ref a game or two, and I, he's, yeah, I thought he was pretty good. Um, and then the the one that uh, I'm stringing my memory back to the early '70s. Uh, my wife worked at Farm Credit Banks with a with a fellow by the name of Howard Rowe. You ever know hear of him? I've heard that name. Howard, uh, he's passed away. He he was he wound up in Colorado. He officiated NFL. I don't know if he did any Super Bowl games. His wife was the music teacher at Hadley Junior High. And I had her as her as a as a teacher, and then my wife got to work with Howard. Fine guy, very good guy. Those those who are good at it are are, are treasures, no doubt about it. Yeah, those who are good at it are treasures, and you don't even know that they're there. No, really, really. No, I was thinking they the, officiate the game. The game's over, and you don't even notice them. I was thinking about uh, uh, watching how much you know how much contact uh, is allowed anymore in basketball, and uh, just particularly in the way it's the. People carry the ball and do stupid things. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of a guy who officiated high school games here in Wichita back in the day named Johnny Overby. Yeah, another good official name. From this guy, I swear, I swear to goodness, the guy was the neatest man I had ever seen. You know? He was Fred Astaire yeah. in a striped shirt. Yeah. And he carried himself like that. Yes. Very graceful. Very, yeah. I think it seemed like he wore a cummerbund. Out his waist. No, I, that could be distorted, but I remember him watching him officiate a game. And if you reached in, if you even tried to reach in to, to hit a ball, you were a whistle. He did not like any contact. Wow. Well, he would not do well in today's game. Well, he was in charge though, and everything was. It was like almost like ballet when he was out there signifying who was fouled and how many <laughs> shots are going. Johnny Overby. Wonder whatever happened to him. Was he a golfer too? I don't know. That's right. Memory serves me up to a point, and then that's it. Now, yeah, I know. That's, that's the way it is. Um, scientists have discovered an enormous fossil of a menacing predatory marine reptile Ooh. described as an underwater T-Rex Oh, that terrorized the ocean some 150 million years ago. We need to get a Sharknado movie about oh, this really? creature. Uh, the fo- uh, fossilized skull of a pleosaur was found earlier this year in a towering cliff on England's south coast. Oh, my. And if you'd like to find out more, I want this. to catch that on you. You need a bigger boat. Yeah. If you'd like to find out more about this, it's on our webpage. Stories on our webpage, KNSSRadio.com. How about that? Yeah, check that the out. Pleosar. 637 now, Stephen Ted in the morning here in KNSS. And speaking of fossils and older things, it's time for our KNSS wow. Commodities Update. Wow. <laughs> With Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Oh, I don't know about that, Steve. <laughs> 
Uh, well, good morning, yes, guys. Sir. Yes, sir. Well, news-wise, it was a quiet session for the cattle complex Tuesday. Despite the lack of fresh news, the futures trading volume was good for the live cattle and feeder cattle yesterday. The cattle complex traded two-sided and managed to close positive for the third straight session. As some contracts saw five to seven session highs, the lean hog futures traded mixed yesterday and only Feb and April contracts closed positive. At the close, February live cattle 70 cents higher, 168.60. JN feeders $1.30 higher, 219.25. And February lean hogs 92 cents higher, 68.25. Well, Tuesday, the wheat futures closed with double-digit upside as it regained most of its losses from Monday's downside. The soybean complex closed on the negative side. An unknown destination bought 198,000 metric tons of U.S. soybeans. Now, our energy markets took a big hit to the downside yesterday. And overnight, the newly elected president of Argentina has announced the evaluation of the peso, devaluing it by about 50%. And this may make Argentina's ag products more attractive in the world market, especially if they do do away with export taxes on their wheat and corn down there. Probably will not see that on their soybeans. This might lead to some of the downside we've seen overnight in the market, kind of a knee-jerk reaction. March KC wheat's down nine and a quarter cents at six forty-seven and a half. March corn down three cents at four eighty-two and a quarter. March soybeans eight and a quarter lower at thirteen thirty-four and a half. Now January crude oil is twenty-five cents higher at sixty-eight eighty-six. February gold three dollars and sixty cents higher at nineteen hundred ninety-six eighty. The March S and P five and a quarter points higher at forty-seven hundred two and a half. While the March dollar index is six cents higher at one hundred three fifty-two. And March Dow Jones futures thirty-eight. Eight points higher, 37,005. For commodity trading, ag marketing, or managed trading programs, contact Love for Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM. Tom, it's uh, just a few days left. Actually, just a few days left in the year, right? Two weeks about. Uh, and it doesn't look like it's we're going to. Awful gonna, close. doesn't look like we're going to get anywhere near what we usually do in moisture here in Sedgwick County. How about you and Butler? About the same? Yeah, we're going to come up on the short end of the stick and, uh, it's a time of the year where, you know, you don't get much rain. You do see some snow. snow yeah. And it's going to make next spring very important on having some adequate rainfall. Yeah. Well, how many how many years have we had not enough rain and almost drought, drought conditions? Well, it depends on what part of the state you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've got a longer period of time in the western part of the state than we have here in the eastern part of the state. Yeah. But it seems like every time there's there's rain, it's either... North or south of of us here in Cedric County and Butler County, but uh, and it's usually pretty spotted. It's not a yeah. big general rain that lasts for twenty four, thirty six hours, covers a large area. That's a good point. I haven't seen one of those. I don't think we've seen one of those in years. Right? I know what you're talking about, but uh, yeah, some now and then there was a, a frontal just it'll just kind of linger and stop right over South Central Kansas and give us a good soaking. But that hasn't happened for a while. All right. As long nope, as and we definitely need runoff because we have lakes and ponds that yeah. are extremely low and in some areas are completely dry. Plus, we need snow if, if Santa's going to get that sleigh down on the roof without damaging the, 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 the shingles up there, right? Oh, that's exactly right. I forgot about that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities coming up. Don Grant, CFE. Oh, Santa will find a way. The Money Tracker planning for that bucket list. Oh, okay. Ooh. That's Don on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS, 646 now here on this Wednesday morning. Three big things. Three. 
two people seriously injured in overnight shooting in northeast Wichita. Two. Wichita City Council approved spending $1.5 million for a plan to help curb violence in the city. One. President Biden and Republicans disagree over funding for Ukraine. GOP wants southern border money as well. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. Fire crews here in Wichita responding to the report of an apartment fire in the 3600 block of West 13th Street. That's east of West Street. So uh, watch out if you're in that area. We've got uh, fire crews responding in this 3600 block of West 13th on 13th East of West Street. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Partly cloudy today with a high of 52 degrees. Mostly cloudy tonight. The overnight low 34. Thursday, partly sunny. Tomorrow's high 48 degrees. Now mostly cloudy sky and east wind at 6 miles per hour and 38 degrees. Whiskey lovers, go to the Monarch for nightcap specials every day from 10 till midnight. Get half-priced pints and $7 signature old fashions. The Monarch, West Douglas in historic Delano. A Texas body is identified after more than three decades. I'm Gianna Jalosi with your Fox True Crime Minute. The identity of a body found in a Texas lake in 1986 remained a mystery until now. 37 years ago, people were at Crater Lake in Conroe, Texas, when they found a human body partially submerged in water held down by cinder blocks. At the time, the autopsy determined it was a man who died from multiple gunshots, but police were unable to figure out who exactly he was. The body was exhumed in 2015 to collect DNA and run it through more modern technology to no avail. Missed revenue expectations. The Dow winners, Salesforce, American Express, and Visa. The Dow decliners, Chevron, Disney, and Verizon. The Dow up 173 points. The Nasdaq up 101. S&P 500 up 21. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Planning for that bucket list. Mm Mm-hmm. Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker with us this morning. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Steve and Ted and Jed. Yeah. You know, if you're like me at all, no. you <laughs> we know that. You probably don't have enough wavelength to handle much beyond the busy holiday season that we're enjoying right now. But when you have that rare moment of respite, this is a great time of year to think about your plans for next year. Yeah. That includes checking off things like things on your bucket list. Well, have you actually ever made a bucket list? Some people may think about, oh, I'd like to do that sometime. But, well, this is the first step. It may be a dynamic list that changes over time. But if you put it in writing, you are much more likely to to make some of those plans to do it, actually get her done. If you'd like to, let's say you want to circumnavigate the goal in 80, the, the globe in 80 days, you're going to need some capital. Perhaps 2024 is a year you begin to build up the cash reserves to pay for that trip. Flesh it out and begin research on which cities, the best time of year, and what you want to do and see at each stop. This takes real detailed planning. The better you plan, the easier it will be to put a price tag on the adventure. And it's time to begin now. If you're taking a ride in the uh, the you know, if you if taking a ride in the front seat of a World War II biplane may be on your list and that it'd be a little bit more accessible and uh, and affordable. Research where you can find an airport that offers rides in a stagger wing or a steerman. It may be fun to include it in a longer road trip vacation. If that's the case, where would that be? And when's the best time of year to do it? The cost and whether you'll need to save for the trip is very important. 
but not the only consideration. Your bucket list may include climbing three 14ers in Colorado in three days. Now you need to consider your health. Do you have the right equipment, and are you capable of scaling a, a few mountaintops? If not, find someone to help you train for that feat. Schedule that now. Much of the exploration of how the items on your bucket list will be crafted will need to be done by you. When it comes to paying for it, involve your certified financial planner pro in that decision. She can work with you to help you ensure that the money is there when you need it. And, of course, if you have any questions, you can give me a call over at Saber Wealth. The number is 267 600 So you got your Christmas shopping taken care of? Pretty much, pretty are much. Are you doing my, online or are you going to the shops? I, I, well, some of it, you know, I'm spending time with my daughters, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some of it. But where we're going, we're having to travel to. So I don't want to have to have people travel there and then carry stuff back so some of it is is going to their house some of it i've bought locally and i'm gonna just take with me the smaller stuff and i was reminded by my daughter that i I had forgotten about my nephew now he's out of town so he's not going to hear this but Mm -hmm. so i've got to i've got to find something for him now so how about you you got yours done i've or do you not even do any christmas my wife is doing some online we've already done some of the shops i'm i think i'm done did you get her that new Mercedes Benz with a bow with a, on top of it? Bow, yeah. Yeah. No, I just oh. put a big, uh, put a big bow on top of my head and give her a nice kiss, which is more worth more than any Mercedes Benz. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That's the way. I'm going. How about Ted? You got all your shopping uh, done? That is no. I've got all my in-person shopping done. There's a couple things I still need to do online. Okay. Okay. All Good. Right. Good. Boy, you know what warms the cockles of my heart? Your cockles are warm. The is seeing the last three weekends. I'm not touching that one. The last three weekends I've driven past all the major like shopping areas like up on Greenwich and 37th and, you know, and uh, Town East and Town, you know. I'm loving it. Stuck. Those par- parking mm-hmm. lots are packed, mm-hmm. and that that sign of people spending money, making this economy churn, baby. That's what I was thinking. You know, if you're yeah. out there shopping, shopping, buddy. Okay. Yeah. Today is the National Day of the Horse. <laughs> Nay. <laughs> oh, good. That's Encouraging good, people in the United good. States to be mindful of the contribution of horses to the economy. Oh, quit nagging. History and character of the United States. The domesticated horse we know today, also known as Equus Caballus was introduced into North America by Spanish explorers. You knew that, right? Oh, yeah, conquistadors. Yeah, in the uh, yeah. land robbers. The Native Spanish Americans Spanish. found them and just went to crazy, went crazy with them. They figured out how to use them. They went crazy horse. Yeah, they went crazy horse. And it, I'm not a big horse fan my, myself. I don't know. Are you guys horse fans? I oh, admire them. Definitely. Okay, when I was a kid, uh, you of course, I loved, I wanted to be a cowboy when I grew up. So I wanted to ride a horse anytime I could. So... Uh, I don't know, five, six years old. They took me to Kitty Land, mm-hmm. uh-huh. parents, and they had these ponies you could ride mm-hmm. around so in I, a circle. I have a little cowboy hat on and everything, and yeah, you know, they put me on there, and yeah, you just go down the path. And I'm kicking the crap out of this thing, and it's not doing that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, anyway, I'm not a big fan. I was uh, once thrown rather violently from a horse up in Colorado. Well, did and, you get? Wait back- a minute, you told the Kitty Land story, but not that one, huh? What? Well, tell us about getting thrown off a horse. Well, we were up there at the, at the summer camp, up there at the youth camp, at the YMCA camp with my buddies, and we went horseback riding, and we galloped the horses back to the barn, and when we got to the end, of my horse stuck its nose up the rump of another horse in front of it, and we stopped abruptly, and I went through the air like 
Oh. Ichabod Crane, you know. And, Whoa. Uh, and, uh, did she did get a complete flip about eight or nine feet up and landed in flat on my back? Did you get right back up on I that did. horse and ride I it? I did. I did. And, uh, and uh, from then on, I, I don't like horses. You're like Gregory Peck in the big country. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's me. <laughs> what was that horse's name? Was it Diablo or uh, not, yeah. something? <laughs> yeah, the big country. All right. Wow. It's horse day, but a lot of people like them. And, and uh, uh, who, who can argue with that, right? Yeah. They're all right, Jeff fantastic. says that's all for now. We're going to. Come up here in the 7 o'clock hour with Stephen Ted to get the news on the way. President and Republicans disagree over funding for Ukraine. And we had a couple of people shot in northeast Wichita early this morning. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Sabre Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. President and Republicans disagree over funding for Ukraine. We have the story. Two persons injured in a shooting in northeast Wichita. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm Rodney Price. The city of Wichita has a plan to curb violence. That story is ahead. I'm KMSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. This week has been dry so far for us, and that will likely continue today, but we're seeing better opportunities for rain coming later this week. We explain in our forecast in just a few minutes. Anyone with information about the shooting this morning in Northeast Wichita is asked to call police. Two persons were injured around 12.20 a.m. in the 1300 block of North Poplar. One victim hospitalized in critical condition, a second victim in serious condition. Police Lieutenant Larry Carlson. This isn't some type of stranger factor. These these people know each other from something, um, some type of social media beef to, you know, whatever it may be. And no arrests have been made in that case. President Biden says failing to provide more military aid for Ukraine would be a Christmas gift for Russian President Vladimir Putin. The potential of Congress failing to provide Ukraine with additional aid is being praised by the Kremlin and its supporters, President Biden says. If you're being celebrated by Russian propagandists, it might be time to rethink what you're doing. The president stood alongside Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky here, announcing another $200 million drawdown of U.S. defense systems for Ukraine. Mr. President, I'll not walk away from Ukraine, and neither will the American people. But the spending bill is stalled on Capitol Hill as Republicans insist on border and immigration provisions. Asked about an end to the war, Zelensky said it would be insane for his country to give up territory. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Just weeks before the presidential primaries begin, there's been a key endorsement in the GOP race. New Hampshire holds the first presidential primary on January 25th. The state's governor has endorsed former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley over former President Trump. It's not just a campaign. I really do believe it's a movement. It's a movement to get the Republican Party excited again about a candidate, a movement to galvanize the rest of the country. Governor Sununu had a message for former President Trump as well, thanking him for his service, but saying he believes it's time for him to move on. In Washington, Jack Callahan, Fox News. The Wichita City Council approving a $1.5 million plan to help curb violence in the city. The Wichita State Community Engagement Institute will open violence interrupter sites 
one in northeast Wichita, east of I-135, and another in south Wichita in the area of Pawnee and Broadway. The Institute will recruit and hire in January and begin training in February. Their violence interruption and intervention program will be targeted at high-risk youth. Councilmember Brian Fry wants the community to get involved in solving this issue. I would encourage the community to support this program and help us get ahead of this because it's not getting better. The city says 74% of homicides in 2021 were committed with the use of a firearm. The three-year program will be funded through ARPA dollars. Rodney Price, KNSS News. At today's meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will consider an agreement with the Kansas Department of Transportation to study the K-15 corridor with an eye toward improving safety and traffic flow on a very busy highway. Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News. That corridor between Wichita along K-15 to uh, to, to Derby with Spirit in between has been, a, has been a problem. It's got the train tracks going along there, and uh, so... Uh, it's been a it's been a long uh, talked about, and now now uh, KDOT is doing a uh, a study. It's going to be a very challenging thing because of the of the railroad stuff there. Meitner commented during his weekly appearance with Steve and Ted in the morning on KNSS. KNSS News Time now seven oh five five minutes past seven o'clock. Wichita State Volleyball looking for a fantastic finish to the season. We'll recap that coming up in sports. A Florida high school is fined thousands for allowing a transgender student to play girls volleyball. That story and more coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted, 7.08 now. Eight minutes past seven o'clock. A diversion program is available in Reno County for the first-time felony offenders charged with drug possession. To be eligible, the offender cannot be convicted of a felony drug or sex crime. Once the person completes the program, their case will be dismissed. The county plans to use $25,000 from the Opioid Settlement Fund to pay for the program. Cats pose a significant danger to the environment, so say researchers. A new study finds domestic free-ranging cats are wreaking havoc on the environment and are responsible for hunting more than 2,000 species, some of which are facing extinction. Researchers at Auburn University in Alabama say cats are invasive predators that have disrupted many ecosystems. Their primary prey when they're allowed to free-range, juvenile birds, followed by reptiles and mammals. There are currently 164 million cats in the U.S., U.S. Department of Agriculture calling on states to regulate free-ranging cats, requiring sterilization to eliminate the danger to wildlife. Sue Guzman, Fox News. A Florida high school is fined thousands of dollars for allowing a transgender student to play girls volleyball. The Florida High School Athletic Association fines Monarch High School in Broward County $16,500, saying it violated the Fairness in Women's Sports Act by allowing a transgender athlete to play on the girls' volleyball team for over 30 games. Signed into law in 2021, the Fairness in Women's Sports Act bans transgender athletes from competing in women's and girls' sports in the state. The school also told it will be placed on administrative probation for at least a year, and staff will have to undergo more compliance seminars. It can appeal the decision within 10 days. Reps for Broward County Public Schools say they're conducting their own investigation into the matter. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. 
a grocery short, uh, grocery store shooter in Indiana is facing charges after leaving something behind at the crime scene. Police in Gary, Indiana, apparently had little trouble identifying a gunman who got into an argument with another man at a grocery store and opened fire, killing his fellow shopper. The Monday evening violence was caught on the store's surveillance camera. The altercation happened near the checkout counter, and witnesses say the shooter forgot his debit card at the cash register. Officers quickly caught up with the suspect and arrested him near the store. Tom Graham, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7-11. 11 minutes past 7 o'clock. You may still see a little bit of response. We had the report of an apartment fire, 3600 block of West 13th Street. Just a little ways east of West Street. Continue to watch for a little bit of a, a slowdown there. However, the fire department has reported that that fire is out and uh, things are going to start to look good there. But again, just watch out. 3600 block of West 13th is to east of west on 13th traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Jack Maney. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Steve and Ted. How are you all this morning? Uh, a little chilly, but other than that, we're doing well. Doing very well. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit chilly out there today, but really, by December standards, it's actually a little bit warmer than we typically are. We're above freezing right now with temperatures in the upper 30s, and heading into the afternoon, we'll see mostly cloudy skies with temperatures rising into the 40s by midday and the afternoon high of 53 degrees. Going to be feeling just a little bit warmer than typical of December this time of the year. Out to the west, precipitation is expected to develop across western Kansas. That will be staying out west for the next couple of days, but it slowly migrates to the east by tomorrow evening, especially overnight into Friday morning. We could be dealing with some light to moderate rainfall around the Wichita metro. It does look like that will be staying as all rain temperatures staying above freezing and highs generally in the upper 40s and lower 50s to close out the week. Through the weekend, drying things out, seeing a lot more sunshine. Temperatures will be recovering back up into the 50s for much of next week, and that's looking like we're where we'll be staying for the week heading up to the Christmas holiday. All right, so what are we looking at right now, Jack? Right now we're dry in Wichita with mostly cloudy skies and a temperature of 38 degrees. All right, thank you, Jack. The KSN Storm Tracker 3 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Jack Maney. 7.13 now, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS on this uh, 13th day of December. That means there's 12 days left till Christmas. How about that? And just a few days left in the year, Ted. Mm. We're going to have to turn that big calendar from 2023 to 24. Just about made it through another year. Wow. Looking forward to 2024. Trump versus Biden again. Yeah. Isn't it going to be a great year? It's going to be another great year. By the way, this is Steve and Ted's show number 6,567 going back to January of 19. 98. Mm. Mm. Partly cloudy day across central Kansas Tuesday. Wichita's high temperature was 55 degrees, normal high 46. So we're a little bit normal, normal, warmer than normal, as uh, Jack pointed that out, yes. On this date in 1975, unusual December severe thunderstorms raked south central Kansas. Several were extremely powerful with winds that reached 100 miles per hour. Yeah, this is 12 days before Christmas. Extensive damage occurred here in Wichita and over in Hutchinson. However, details of the damage were not available. That's according to the National Weather Service. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember it. Of course, that's a long time ago, 1975. Hmm. Uh, on the state in 2007, Major League Baseball's Mitchell Report was released. Oh, yeah. 
identifying 85 names to different degrees in connection with the alleged use of performance-enhancing mm-hmm. enhancing drugs. So who are the big fish caught in that one, Ted? Jose Canseco had already named most of those guys. Everybody laughed at him, and then almost all those guys ended up with their names on that report. Eey, yikes. Well, I mean, you start to talk about guys like Roger Clemens and Rafael. It would be guys that you know were certain Hall of Famers, but they ended up on that List. report. Mm. Barry Bonds, of course. Oh. All right. Just birthdays today. Dick Van Dyke, 98. Yeah, that's a biggie. Oh. Dick Van Dyke. Career as an entertainer on radio and television, in nightclubs, and on the Broadway stage. Done it all. He showed up on The Masked Singer last year. Did he really? At the age of, what, like 97? 98. He was 97. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Love Dick Van Dyke. I always liked his hair. It was just nice, closely cropped hair that always stayed in the same place, you know. Now, he was in, wasn't he in the movie that, uh, um, oh, gosh, Cold Turkey? Was that the name of it? Yeah, he was the uh, uh, he was something. He, he was, was the, the reverend. Minister. He, yeah, minister. he was the reverend in Cold Turkey, the great comedy. If you have never by seen Lear, this, in which an entire town tries to give up smoking, smoking in the so early nineteen seventies, so they get like a million dollars from yeah. donation, they, they, and all these people try to give up smoking. I haven't seen that in years. It was, so, I remember. It was I very watched it funny. a few years ago. It's it's held up. It's very <laughs> funny. There's so many funny people in that movie. Oh yeah, it's got a good cast. Cold Turkey. I didn't know Norman Lear was another involved. great Norman Lear yeah. thing that they never talk about when they talk okay. about Norman Lear. And here's a biggie for you, Taylor Swift. Oh, what the, she's the person of the year. Thirty-four today. Thirty-four now, years old. How about that? Person of the year by Time Magazine. Well, she's everywhere. She's everywhere. Mm, she sure is. She's like Chicken Man. According to new research, most people in the U.S. will never earn enough to live what is considered the American dream. Which is what? This is according to, according to Investopedia. Milestones part of that dream include hospital births, wedding and engagement rings, raising children until they are legal adults. There's a biggie. Car purchases, college tuition, mortgages and house payments, pets, health insurance, and funerals. Takes a lot of money to so, do all that. Yeah, it does. The average cost, Investopedia says, about $3.4 million dollars. Earlier this year, research from Georgetown University estimated that U.S. workers will make an average of $1.7 million in a lifetime. So we get about halfway there. So yeah. now we can do the half of the American so you dream. get half of the American dream. I don't know. I think, I think I'm living and the American dream. for the other half of the American dream. I'm living that. I don't have the money, but I'm living the American dream because I get to work at a great place like KNSS, get to come in and see you guys every day, and we have a good time. We'll doing- see. And, uh, That's all you need. Working hard and uh, putting a little money away for the for the old age. Got a great family. That's the American dream. Didn't say anything about having a great yeah, family. Yeah, didn't say anything it. about that. Yeah, we got, we're blessed that way. <laughs> we got the American dream and then some. Seven eighteen now. Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS. It is time for sports with Ted Woodward. Ted. Yeah, and we'll start out with uh, volleyball. What a great finish to the season for Wichita State. Volleyball program did not make the NCAA tournament. The Shockers did get a bid to the NIVC postseason tournament. And the Shockers did not lose a match. Won the championship last night. And they did it on the road, sweeping a team that had not lost a home match all season. Shockers going and sweep UTEP. Three sets to zero. In front of a sellout crowd of 3,300 in El Paso last night. 
And the Shocks were all over it. Izzy Strand led the way with 29 assists. She was the NIVC MVP. Natalie Foster with a 364 attack percentage. And the Shockers dominate down the stretch, winning nine of their final ten matches and finish it out with a victory to win the NIVC championship. Uh, the Shocks finished the year with a record of 26-8 and eight on the season. And in this tournament, the Shockers won 15 sets. And they lost one. Mm. So just a dominant Hell performance here that. in the final five matches against good teams. Wow. Really good competition. The NIVC, the Shockers, are tournament champions. High school basketball just getting underway here in the month of December. The Mays South Boys win on the road at Mays, 54-42. The Mays South Boys are off to a 2-0 start on the season. Pro hockey in the NHL last night. The Toronto Maple Leafs win on the road at New York, beat the Rangers in Madison Square Garden, 7-3. And getting some playing time for the Maple Leafs at center, former Wichita Thunder player Bobby McMahon had three hits. Maple Leafs have won five out of seven. They're in the number four spot in the Eastern Conference and a former Thunder player helping the Maple Leafs to the victory. Pro basketball in the NBA last night. The defending champion Denver Nuggets win on the road, and they beat Chicago. Beat the Bulls 114-106. to Coming off the bench for the Nuggets, former Kansas Jayhawk Christian Brown with 13 points. Back-to-back wins for the Nuggets. They are in the number four spot in the Western Conference right now. Happy birthday to former Shocker basketball star Morris Udeze. He is 24 today and playing overseas at the moment. Former Shocker Morris Udeze is 24 years old today. That's sports with Steve and Ted. Sports is brought to you by Bel Air Recovery Center. Provides detox, residential, and outpatient services for most insurances and veterans. Bel Air Recovery Center improves the lives they touch. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. The Boulevard Town West Square Theater. Special showing of uh, Wonka, the new movie Wonka. And if you'd like to go, why give us a call at 869-1330. Got a pair of tickets for you to go see Wonka. That is tomorrow night at the Boulevard Town West Square. 720 Stephen Ted coming up. We got house call for health. Health officials say to watch out for a potentially deadly tick disease in northern Mexico. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward. 7.30 here on this Wednesday morning. 38 degrees. A potential impeachment inquiry into President Biden has Democrats and Republicans divided. Fox's Kevin Cork reports. It is obvious that House Republicans will have taken another step toward what many believe is an eventual impeachment of President Biden, passing the resolution to do so out of the House Rules Committee. And now a floor vote on the resolution is expected. Now, this is part of a multi-pronged impeachment probe that's digging into hotly disputed allegations about whether Joe Biden improperly benefited from or used his policies to benefit from foreign business dealings, you know, especially those involving his son, Hunter, and other family members as well. House Speaker Mike Johnson claims the matter is a legal decision rather than a political decision. This week, the federal government allotted a half million dollars to fund a plan studying passenger rail service between Oklahoma City and Newton, going through Wichita. Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News it looks as if passenger train service will be returning to Wichita 
there's some people saying, well, it may not happen. I, I don't see how it's not. I've seen all the 60 awards that FRA gave uh, for this quarter ID program, and this one continues to be a very, a very uh, simpler one to perform on. Meitzner commented during his weekly appearance with Steve and Ted in the morning on KNSS. Wichita's River Festival has unveiled the artwork for next year's poster and buttons. Artist David Allen incorporated the image of a toad blowing bubbles from a pipe with Wichita in the background. I just I thought of different characters, but I just thought that's something that you know is typical of uh, river, water, and uh, a lot of fun. Uh, it's not a scary animal, but uh, an animal that's uh, pretty much holds at heart strings of little kids. The festival is set for May 31st through June 8th. A woman is accused of stealing an Uber driver's vehicle because they were driving too slow as she was being taken to the airport in Austin. Cops say the 27-year-old woman was so worried that the driver wouldn't get her to the airport in time that she grabbed his cell phone, tossed it out the window, and when he jumped out to retrieve it, she got behind the wheel and sped away with his car and his wallet, later using his credit card at the airport. Cops were able to get to the airport before she boarded and nabbed her at the terminal and then took her for another ride, this time to jail. Gary Baumgarten. Fox News. A new research poll shows that teens are still using social media despite a pushback from older users. But the number one platform might surprise you. A new Pew Research Institute survey shows that not only are teens not limiting their use of social media, but one in six describe their use of two platforms, YouTube and TikTok, as almost constant. 71% stated that they are logged onto YouTube daily. It remains the most popular teen platform. 93% of those responding say they use it. TikTok, Snapchat, and Instagram all trailed YouTube by at least 30%, and only 3% of teens say they use Facebook on a constant basis. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. As clouds and moisture continue to approach from the southwest, we have some dry air aloft that may keep precipitation from forming today. With a clearing sky, our high 53. Clouding back up tonight, Tello 37. Sunny and cool on Thursday with a high 49. I'm KMSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. And uh, now we have a mostly cloudy sky. 38 degrees and an east wind at 3 miles per hour. Stephen Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It's uh, that time of the day and the week when we check in with Tom Hine from the Kansas Department of Transportation. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Steve and Ted. Good morning. How are you today, Tom? I am fine. I yeah. like warm weather, but I'm a little worried that maybe this is a harbinger for uh, what our winters are going to be like. I'd like a little more cold, I think, and that's odd. So when's your last day at KDOT? Next Friday. Oh, wow. So we got one You're more. short timer. We got one more chance to talk to you. That'll be next week, right? That's right. And I'm then, NFL, not for long. And then, <laughs> and then we'll never get to speak to you again, right? <laughs> if you're lucky. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> have we got any closings, to major closings or things to talk about this morning, Tom? Really, we don't have anything major. Uh, of course, the North Junction project is going to go through the winter. They're going to use every good day of winter weather that they can and, and try to make some more progress. And we'll... If the weather holds up like this, 
and we avoid snow and rainstorms, uh, they they will have some some new pieces of the picture open in in probably January. If we turn out that we have a regular nasty winter at times, well, then that might get pushed to early spring. But we have some openings coming, uh, so that'll be a little bit better for drivers. But still, the project goes on for two years. I uh, interviewed yesterday, I interviewed uh, Lynn Packer, who's the Century County Public Works Director, and kind of does similar to what you do, uh, only does it on a county basis. You're a uh, Kansas Department of Transportation person. Now, he was telling me, I just asked him a general question. By the way, that pro, this interview I'm talking about, we'll play back this week, and it'll be on the air on our issues program. Uh, and we were, we were talking about, I just want to see how big a, how big a job it is in the county to maintain roads. And he said that they've got well over 600 miles of road surface they're responsible for. And I think he said 607 bridges in Sedgwick County. I guess I'm just not aware of it that much, but there are a lot of, a lot of bridges, a lot of highways in this, in this area, right? Right. We have a lot of small creeks in Sedgwick County and we have in places, we have a road every mile. So, you can imagine how often those creeks kind of wind through in smaller bridges is generally what we see out in the county compared to what we see on the highway. But, yeah, that's a lot of bridge maintenance, a lot of bridge inspections that they have to do. I also asked him about their, uh, you know, weather people and, and getting out with the trucks and the plows and that eight-inch eight, to eight inch snowfall we had the other day. And yep. he basically said that he has some, has some new people because they're probably breaking in somebody new, but he said he thought that his folks – and he also complimented the county and the state as well. He said those people did a great job for somebody who had never seen a big snow like that, eight-inch snow. <laughs> That's right. We are constantly training. I think everybody that has snowplow operators, they always have new people coming on. And it's always one of those processes that, uh, you know, it takes a few snowstorms to really get good at it. And uh, we see a lot of newbies out there for us, for the county, for the city, and and, and drivers need to be aware of that, that, hey, they're not all experts yet, but they'll get there. Yeah. Uh, but give a little bit of room. As he said, he's got about uh, 20, I think he said 24 or 25 openings at uh, county where he could, he could hire somebody. Um, how about KDOT? Do you, do you have a lot of openings or how many openings do you have here locally? For equipment operator, we've got about 20 openings for equipment operator positions. And, and statewide, we probably lots more than that but Sedgwick County I think leads as far as having openings for the state for KDOT. Wow. Now what, what kind of training do you need? Do you need to have some of that oh I, I would say is like a big you know, like a road grader or something like that the big stuff or do you, can you just get well, a Well generally we we work people up for that. I yeah. mean we hire a lot of people if you can pass the physical exam and the interview process well then we bring you on and, and start training and if they if they don't have a commercial driver's license, a CDL, then we do the training for them and get them through that process, we hope. Usually we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they are certified for driving in the big trucks and then learning how to operate the other equipment. But we train. All right. Well, Dave, thanks for being with us again today. We appreciate it. We've got uh, one more visit we're going to have with you. and then, uh, Yeah, I'm starting to get emotional. Yeah, I'm already starting to, I'm starting to tear up here right now. That, uh, I, I feel the same way. I was like, wow, next Wednesday would be the last one. <laughs> no, I'm not ready. Okay. <laughs> Tom, thanks for being with us today, and uh, drive carefully, okay? Tom Hine. Tom Hine from the thanks, Kansas Tom. Department of Transportation. He's retiring. He's got one more. 
One more week on with us. And, uh, but that, and then he's next Wednesday. happy trails. It'll be like a swan song. A couple in New York State holds the record for most Christmas lights on a residential property. And he, they upped it to 720,000 lights this year. Wow, what an honor. But, but their neighbors are sick of it. And they want them to rein it in. One guy ran for office last year just to make them stop. He, got to, he wanted to get in a public office so he Apparently could stop didn't his work. neighbors. He said it's like living next to a Legoland for 40 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess he doesn't have the Christmas spirit there. That's in uh, New York. Yeah, I'm Seven, sure the uh, power company. 700, jolly about that. Yeah, 720,000 lights. Tend to, the Illuminations in uh, Botanica only does about 2 million. 2 million, yeah. This thing is almost half as big as... <laughs> I'd like to see that. I, didn't want to, I don't want to pay the electric bill for it, though. 7.40 now, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Wichita Business Journal update on the way. Another Boeing, big Boeing buy means more work for Spirit Aerosystems uh-huh. in Wichita. That's coming up with Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS. 7.45 here on this Wednesday morning. Three big things. Three. Two people seriously injured in an overnight shooting in northeast Wichita. Two. Wichita City Council approves spending one and a half million dollars for a plan to help curb violence in the city. One. President Biden and Republicans disagree over funding for Ukraine. A GOP wants southern border money as well. Three big things. Steve and Ted on KNSS. We have a traffic accident. This traffic accident reported in the uh, 3500 block of West MacArthur. This is uh, between West Street and Meridian on MacArthur Road. So uh, watch for a bit of a slowdown in that area this morning. We also have a stalled-out vehicle northbound I-235 at the ramp from Meridian. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Partly cloudy today with a high of 52 degrees. Mostly cloudy tonight. The overnight low 34. And for Thursday, partly sunny. Tomorrow's high, 48 degrees. Now mostly cloudy sky, 38 degrees. We have an east wind at 3 miles per hour. You know what makes a great gift? Anything from the Monarch. Shop local for your whiskey lover with gift cards, apparel, and glassware. The Monarch, West Douglas, in historic Delano. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. A new update from Apple aims to make journaling more convenient. Fox on set. Apple released another update to iOS 17. It's an update for which iPhone users have been waiting. Aside from the usual fixes and stuff, iOS 17.2 brings spatial video to iPhone 15 and better wireless charging to iPhone 13 and 14. But it also brings Apple's new Journal app to the devices. Journaling using one's phone has become a new favorite activity, usually through third-party apps, but Apple's foray into the activity is meant to provide a more holistic experience for journaling iPhone users. Using your phone's data, the app will send you a notification asking if you're in the midst of an activity that you'd like to journal. It calls these moments. 
Using Siri and AI, it will suggest writing prompts and allow you to include photos and videos you may have already made from the moment. It will also automatically catalog the entry by date and time. With Fox on Tech, I'm Evan Brown, Fox News. Another positive close on Wall Street Tuesday, boosting stocks to their highest levels since early 2022. Stocks ending higher as investors digest another round of inflation data and await the Fed's interest rate announcement Wednesday afternoon. And shares of Hasbro fell 2% after the toy maker told employees it's slashing nearly 20% of its workforce as the company struggles with soft sales that have continued into the critical holiday shopping season. An Oracle stock tumbling over 11% after the software giant delivered earnings results that missed revenue expectations. The Dow winners, Salesforce, American Express, Express and Visa, the Dow Decliner, Chevron, Disney, and Verizon. The Dow up 173 points, the Nasdaq up 101, S&P 500 up 21. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. And local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. An international aviation company has ordered 40 new Boeing 737 MAX jets, of which 70% of the aircraft is manufactured by Spirit Aerosystems here in Wichita. Boeing announcing the sale in a news release yesterday to Avalon, an Ireland-based global aircraft leasing company, which also ordered 40 737-8s back in June during the Paris Air Show. The new order, subject to shareholder approval by Bohai Leasing, Avalon's main shareholder. It will be posted to Boeing's order book when the sale is finalized. Boeing delivered its 1,000th 737 MAX to the same aviation leasing company earlier this year and the first 737 MAX back in 2017. Women entrepreneurs in Kansas say they are experiencing a bias within male-dominated industries, a strong need for mentorship, a lack of access to capital from large banks, and other barriers. That's according to a new report from United We, a a nonprofit organization based in Kansas City, uh, which held uh, an October roundtable in partnership with the Center for American Entrepreneurship that aim to identify barriers women face along their entrepreneurial journey. (laughs) The roundtable held in Kansas City, Kansas, included 14 women professionals who represented retail, marketing, and event planning, the financial services, architecture, animal health, and nonprofit organizations. So there's a look at uh, local business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal with Steve and Ted in morning. Ted, what's happening in the Ted Woodward world? Uh, we usually got something going on this time of the year with some theatrical performance or something. No, no, no. I do, I do sports all winter long. Is this where you ease back? I don't do theater in the, the winter. Theater. I got soccer, basketball. It's going to keep you busy. When's your next uh, PA announcing game? Or Saturday, the Shocks hosting Southern Illinois back at Coke Arena. Back at Coke Arena. You were into Interest last week, is that right? Interest last Saturday. Last Saturday. How did it go? It was horrible. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was, the, the game was a complete turd and nobody showed up. So, nobody. yeah. It was, it was. So it's kind of a... I'm, I'm looking forward to being back on campus. Back on campus. Back to Coke Arena. The friendly confines of Coke Arena. All right, Ted. Very good. Today is uh, National Guard birthday. On this date in uh, 1636, the Massachusetts General Court established an official militia for the first time in the American colonies. Uh, so the National Guard has been around since 1636. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Grandson, of course, that was, uh, they didn't call it that, I don't think, at first, but uh, 
you know, the the the, the wars that we've uh, first were the, uh, the Revolutionary War and and others were fought by militias that mm-hmm. came from each state. Just whoever can show up, help us out. Actually, had a U.S. Army for the Revolution. I guess we built one for that. At that time, you were facing the in the Revolution with Great Britain, the the, the biggest power in the world, right? The biggest military in the world. With a huge fleet of ships, mm-hmm. battleships, mm-hmm. there is no way we should have run them off this. No, continent. it seemed it was very unlikely that this, it was the very, colonies would yeah. win that conflict, and yet we got passed. Okay, uh, I just like to point out my grandson Reese is in the Air Guard here in serving here in Wichita How about that? Air Force Base. So, the National Guard. All right, it's uh, twelve days uh, till, till till Christmas, Christmas Day, and. Hope you all are going doing well out there and getting your shopping done. I've got, I think I've got mine personally done. Um, but I think I'm, I think I'm set to go, Ted. And of course, uh, we have other people that we're taking care of. Yesterday, Shelton was it yesterday? Yeah, it had to be yesterday. Shelly and I went to, to visit at the Nifty Nut House. What a place that is! Before every holiday, they go nuts down there. Nuts. Well, they. They have a lot of business down there. They sure do. And Christmas is just the biggest. They got they now have they opened another parking lot. They got now three parking lots, and they were pretty much full when we were down there in the middle of the afternoon. Then I got to tell, compliment that outfit in that their employees are good. I mean, they, they're most of them are young people, but they're good. They've had some training, uh, or and they just do a good job. They'll take care of you, and they're friendly, and they're, it's, it's a good operation. Well, it explains why they're. Supported by the yeah. local community. The community loves them. And I know mm-hmm. there's people coming in from all over Kansas to go to the Nifty Nut House for Christmas. And, uh, again, as I said, other holidays, just as well, Halloween, of course, other holidays as well. All right, 754, Steve and Ted. Uh, let's see. Coming up here. What would you get at Nifty? Or I've, if it's presents, you shouldn't tell me. I'm not going to say. Okay, someone, I'm sorry. Someone could be listening. Exactly. We would spoil their all entire right. Christmas. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to spoil their entire Christmas. Oh. 7.54 now, Steve and Ted. Keep it here. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour with Steve and Ted. Uh, the president and Republicans disagree on funding for Ukraine. Is there any way to resolve that? Well, we're going to talk about it in our news coming up uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. Ted will have, as always, a look at sports for us. Right, Ted? Yeah, some former Wichita Thunder hockey players doing some nice things in the NHL. We'll talk about that coming up in sports. Plus entertainment news. It is the blur, and it's always good for a laugh. Yeah, we'll get you all your entertainment news, some good audio. Looking forward to that coming your way in 40 minutes. And we have traffic and weather in the 8 o'clock hour with Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. President and Republicans disagree over funding for Ukraine. We have the story. Two persons injured in a shooting in northeast Wichita. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm Rodney Price. The city of Wichita has a plan to curb violence. That story is ahead. I'm KMSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Cloud cover is spreading into south-central Kansas here this morning. We're expecting some clearing today with temperatures again running above normal. Our full forecast just minutes away. Anyone with information about the shooting this morning in northeast Wichita is asked to call police. 
two persons were injured around 12.20 a.m. in the 1300 block of North Poplar. One victim was hospitalized in critical condition, a second victim in serious condition. Police Lieutenant Larry Carlson. This isn't some type of stranger factor. These, these people know each other from something, um, some type of social media beef to, you know, whatever it may be. No arrests have been made in that case. President Biden says the world is watching whether the United States will continue to provide critical military support to Ukraine. Standing next to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, President Biden warned Congress failing to approve a security package before the end of the year would be a Christmas gift for Putin. History will judge harshly those who turn their back on freedom's cause. But the president's request, topping $105 billion for Ukraine, Israel, the Indo-Pacific and the border, is stalled as Republicans demand immigration provisions. Holding Ukraine funding hostage in the attempt to force through an extreme Republican partisan agenda on the border is not how it works. The president says his team is working with Republicans and Democrats, but says a compromise is required. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. The Wichita City Council has approved a $1.5 million plan to help curb violence in the city. The Wichita State Community Engagement Institute will open violence interrupter sites one in northeast Wichita, east of I-135, and another in south Wichita in the area of Pawnee and Broadway. The Institute will recruit and hire in January and begin training in February. Their violence interruption and intervention program will be targeted at high-risk youth. Councilmember Brian Fry wants the community to get involved in solving this issue. I would encourage the community to support this program and help us get ahead of this because it's not getting better. The city says 74% of homicides in 2021 were committed with the use of a firearm. The three-year program will be funded through ARPA dollars. Rodney Price, KNSS News. At today's meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will consider an agreement with the Kansas Department of Transportation to study the K-15 corridor with an eye toward improving safety and traffic flow on a very busy highway. Sedgwick County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News. That corridor between Wichita along K-15 to, uh, to, to Derby with Spirit in between has been, a, has been a problem. It's got the train tracks going along there. And uh, so uh, it's, been a, it's been a long uh, talked about. And now, now uh, KDOT is doing a, uh, a study. It's going to be a very challenging thing because of the, of the railroad stuff there. Meitzner commented during his weekly appearance with Steve and Ted in the morning on KNSS. The House will vote today on whether to formalize an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. During a House Rules Committee markup hearing, Colorado Democratic Congressman Jonah Goose, like other Democrats, accused Republicans of theater with a proposed vote to formalize an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. This is being done at the behest of former President Trump. And while Republicans have yet to link Hunter Biden's million-dollar business deals with foreign companies in China, Ukraine, and Kazakhstan to any wrongdoing by the president, moderate Republicans like Congressman Don Bacon of Nebraska say a formal inquiry might be worth it. Well, I think the voters deserve to know uh, what, did, what did the Bidens do with $25 million? Where did it come in from? Where did it go? I think, and it's, it was the family business. I think the voters should know what's going on. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock.
Big finish to the Shocker Volleyball season. We'll talk about that coming up in sports. Nikki Haley gains a governor's endorsement for president. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted now 8.08. Eight minutes past 8 o'clock, 38 degrees this morning. Republican New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu is endorsing 2024 Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley. Take a look in this direction. I have no doubt if you look in Nikki Haley's direction, you're going to love what you see. Sununu had a message for former President Donald Trump thanking him for his service but saying it was time to move on. Harvard President Claudine Gay is keeping her job following controversial comments on campus anti-Semitism. Fox's Marianne Rafferty with the latest. Reportedly, even after losing $1 billion in donations over what may have some may have called disastrous congressional testimony about anti-Semitism, Harvard University says Claudine Gay will remain as the Ivy League's president. The school's highest governing body, the Harvard Group, reaffirming its support for Gay in a statement saying our extensive deliberations affirm our confidence that President Gay is the right leader to help our community heal and to address the very serious societal issues we are facing. Now, the Harvard Corporation now says calls for genocide are despicable and contrary to fundamental human values, which President Gay did not say during her testimony to Congress. The announcement, may, uh, the announcement to keep gay comes after former University of Pennsylvania president Liz McGill resigned after facing similar backlash. New Jersey's attorney general has filed suit against gun dealers for how they handled certain weapons. State AG Matt Placken singled out FSS Armory of Pinebrook for a dangerous display of guns for sale. If you stood outside the store's window, you could see stacks of unsecured weapons within plain view. Perhaps even worse, Placken said, is what seller JSD Supply and gun show merchant Eagle Shows, both of western Pennsylvania, attempted. As the show's vendors sold ghost gun products, knowing full well that ghost guns are illegal in New Jersey. Placken says he will see cash and punitive damages against them, promising these businesses will not be the last targets in what he says is a nation gripped by gun violence. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. A man in Ohio jailed and awaiting charges for stealing chicken from a restaurant at gunpoint. Prosecutors in Hamilton County, Ohio, say 32-year-old Ahmed Abdur Rahman kicked in the door of the Pollo Shaddai restaurant in Lachland last Friday and demanded cash. Though an employee refused, prompting Abdur Rahman to instead demand three pieces of chicken, which he got before his escape. I came rushing in. I'm like, hey, what's going on? He's like... Is everyone okay? Uh, obviously, everybody was scared. That's restaurant owner Jordy Hernandez. Police found Abdur Rahman about a block away and made the arrest. He now faces aggravated robbery and obstruction of official business. Court documents say Abdur Rahman's bond was set at $100,000. He's due in court in late December. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8-11, 11 minutes past 8 o'clock. Heaviest traffic that I'm seeing right now here in the Wichita area does appear to be in the road construction northbound I-235 approaching I-135 in that road construction at the North Junction. Watch out for that. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist 
Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a cloudy sky across Wichita with some gradual clearing expected. Temperatures will trend into the upper 40s around lunchtime, 53 for the high this afternoon. Mostly cloudy overnight, shallow 37. We have a low pressure system approaching on Thursday with a high 49. Better rain chances arriving later Thursday night. I'm KMSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now mostly cloudy, 38 degrees. We have an east wind at 3 miles per hour. Stephen Ted of the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Just a few days, well, about 12 days till Christmas now. And a lot of people are going to be traveling, it looks like, as usual on holidays. But just what kind of a travel holiday are we looking at for Christmas this year? Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers is with us this morning. I'm sure she has a lot of numbers to share, right, Tanya? I do. <laughs> there's a, there's quite a few. I'm going to hit the high spots so we don't have to get in the weeds with this. But I can tell you that according to the AAA forecast, they say 115 million Americans are expected to travel over Christmas and New Year's, that 10-day period um, just before Christmas and through New Year's. And if you're wondering, the that's the second highest year-end holiday travel forecast since they started tracking this in 2000. The highest is, is still 2019. This year, uh, they do expect 104 million people to drive to their holiday destination. And again, that's the second highest on record after 2019. But airports are expected to be the busiest they have ever been over Christmas and New Year's. They say that this year, the air travel numbers for the holiday will surpass 2019's record. Um, the same kind of thing goes for other modes of transportation. They looked at people traveling by bus, train, cruise. That number is also projected to surpass 2019. Hmm. Have you ever traveled on a on a holiday like that? Oh yeah, I've flown on Christmas before. Oh, <laughs> on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. What was it like? Yeah, it's it's the easiest one. Yeah, probably. Um, it is t- way easier than you would think because <laughs> everybody's already at their destination but if you you know flying early on christmas day it was it was one of the it was one of the easiest travel experiences i think i've ever had right and triple a points out that uh gasoline prices are a little bit better than they were last year at this time right yeah i mean the national average for a gallon of regular right now is 312 and a year ago it was 324 so it's you know comparable to where it was a year ago we're not seeing you know four and five dollars a gallon uh, so, you know, I think that's probably also got something to do with, with these, you know, extremely robust travel forecasts that we're looking at here. Uh, you know, the busiest, most congested days on the road, if you're going by car, are going to be Saturday the 23rd and Thursday the 28th. Okay. Okay. And um, I, wa- I, I haven't seen anything as far as a, uh, a long-distance uh, weather forecast, but, of course, if something comes up anywhere in the country, that could – affect many of these flights, right? It could. I mean, you never know. I mean, as far as the the destinations that people seem to be wanting to go to this year, the top destinations for the holidays, uh, Orlando, Anaheim, California, Chicago, Charlotte, North Carolina, Miami, Atlanta, uh, Las Vegas, New York. I can attest that most of America is here at this point. Uh, <laughs> Almost everybody. <laughs> Oh my goodness, they're all here. <laughs> I think all I think most of the world is here at this time. It just seems to be way more crowded than normal. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and Houston, Texas are also uh, in the top ten domestic destinations for the holiday. So it looks like people want to go somewhere warm 
with the exception, of course, of Chicago and, and Chicago. maybe here. Yeah, okay. All right, Tanya, hey, thanks for being with us this morning. Have you got your Christmas shopping all completed now? Oh, no. No, we're not to the 24th yet. I'll, yeah. You know. <laughs> Take a couple I, of I, 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 Take a couple of days off kind and of gal, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I love a deadline, so yeah. yeah thank you, Tanya. That's uh, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News Radio. We always have a pretty good time with her, talking about travel and you know as, as we we're talking about that and talking about going by train and in front of the we're going by by a plane and car. It flashed into my mind that interesting movie called Planes, Trains, and Automobiles mm-hmm. with Steve Martin, part of and which ends up in Wichita, John Candy. Yeah. Which was parts of it. I I just as I watched, I felt worse and worse and worse because <laughs> I didn't think it was all that funny myself. I just a nightmare. It's a little it was, too close. It was yeah, just a low, slow moving nightmare mm-hmm. between these two guys. And that scene about that scene that was supposed to be Wichita. Mm-hmm. That is the one that I thought was absolutely hilarious. I was yeah. laughing there. The little guy with his pickup truck. <laughs> People train don't run through Wichita. Okay. Planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> Steve, at 10 of the morning here, 817 now on this uh, Wednesday morning. It is uh, time for a look at sports again. Here's Ted Woodward, Ted. Yeah, and we got uh, the big story about Shocker Volleyball. Yeah. Concluding the season last night on the road in the championship match of the NIVC postseason tournament. The Shockers were able to play and win four matches at home. Had to finish it up on the road at a place, UTEP. The Miners had not lost a home match all season. 3,300 fans on hand for a sellout in UTEP last night. Well, that was those were all obstacles that the Shockers easily overcame. The Shockers with a sweep in the championship match last night. Three sets to zero at UTEP. The Shockers win the NIVC postseason tournament, finishing the year with a record of 26-8, and eight, winning nine of their final ten. And, boy, in the NIVC tournament against... Bunch of good teams along the way. The Shocks won 15 sets and only lost one. Just a dominant run through this tournament for the Shockers. To hand UTEP its one and only loss at home for the season. And the Shockers were all over it. Emerson Wilford with 11 kills and three blocked shots. Gabby Moss had a dozen digs. Izzy Strand with 29 assists. The Shockers finished the year as champions of the NIVC postseason tournament. High school basketball is underway, and girls basketball, Andover is off to a nice start. The Andover girls win last night at home, beat Andover Central 42-32. The Andover girls are off to a 4-0 start on the season, and they've won 15 straight home games. Let's take a look at the National Hockey League last night in Edmonton, where the Oilers beat the Chicago Blackhawks 4-1, starting in goalie for Edmonton. Former Wichita Thunder goalie Stuart Skinner, he had 22 saves and got his seventh straight win. On defense for Edmonton, another former Thunder player, Vinton's Descharnay, got in a block shot and a hit. As Edmonton now is on an eight-game winning streak. They're only one point behind for a playoff spot. Edmonton playing some great hockey right now. Eight wins in a row and a couple former Thunder players helping out the Oilers in that win. Pro basketball in the NBA last night. The Dallas Mavericks win at home, beat the Los Angeles Lakers 127-125. to Coming off the bench for the Mavericks as the sixth man, former Kansas Jayhawk, Markeith Morris. Had a couple of rebounds and a steal and an assist. Four wins in a row for the Mavericks. They're in the number three spot in the Western Conference right now. 
And happy birthday today to a Wichita native and big-time golfer, Tom Shaw, celebrating his 85th birthday today. Born in Wichita, became a four-time winner on the PGA Tour, and he won uh, one major on the Senior Tour. His career highlight, most likely the day that Tom Shaw defeated Arnold Palmer to win the Bing Crosby National Pro-Am at Pebble Beach in 1971. Wow. Yeah. How about that? The Wichita native, Tom Shaw. Very successful on the PGA Tour. It's his birthday. He is 85 years old today. Happy birthday to Tom Shaw. That's Sports with Stephen Ted. 821 now. Keep it it with the Hannity Morning Minute. The arrogance of Hamas. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntyre, Ted Woodward, 8.30 on this Wednesday morning, 38 degrees. At Tuesday's meeting, the Wichita City Council agreed to a $300,000 capital campaign funding agreement with the Kansas African American Museum. The museum has purchased a new property at 201 North Main in downtown Wichita and plans to use the capital campaign to complete renovations there. The Wichita Public Library Foundation and the city have signed a MOU for funding improvements at West Link, Alford, Maya Angelou, and Rockwell Branch Libraries. The foundation is about halfway to its $2 million capital campaign goal. Finally, a $2.6 million contract renewal for next year with Visit Wichita was approved. Visit Wichita promotes tourism, sports, and convention activities to the city. In 2022, visitors spent approximately $1.5 billion at the Wichita area and contributed over $200 million in state and local taxes. Rodney Price, KNSS News. The Low Income Energy Assistance Program will be opening the application process Monday instead of waiting until the first of the year. The program helps retain or restore electricity, natural gas, or propane to heat homes. Program manager Lewis Kimsey says they're encouraging anyone who needs help to apply. We'd much rather they apply and we have to tell them that they're not eligible as opposed to them not applying and they are in fact eligible and don't get to benefit from the program. More than 42,000 people applied for assistance last year, more expected this winter. Lawmakers in Topeka are at odds again over school funding. They're looking at figures from an audit to determine if districts are using state funding properly. Lewisburg is currently the only district that has come into question. Representative Christy Williams, an Augusta Republican, says the audit would show them where the money is being spent. If this small sampling of one or two helped us better understand if it was trackable in some of these other areas or these other fund areas... Democrat lawmakers argue that spending should be left up to local school boards and a statewide audit is not necessary. Thousands of migrants continue to cross the southern border into the United States. Fox's Griff Jenkins with the latest from Eagle Pass, Texas. They are absolutely getting hammered in both Lugville, Arizona and here in Eagle Pass, Texas. A thousand miles separate us, but it's the same storm of migrants surging. We started before the sun was up. It was 37 degrees, freezing cold, and they had multiple groups of well over 100 in four different places at the same time throughout the morning, just hammering these agents, stretching the resources 
resources, pulling the manpower across this sector. Most of the migrants are from Venezuela, Nicaragua, and Colombia in this area, but we did confirm with sources they've had eight Russians come across today, along with one Iranian. Customs and Border Patrol reporting that they were just shy of a quarter million encounters at the southern border in the month of October. Viral new video shows referees breaking into a fight in Colorado at a fourth grade basketball game. Fox's Kevin Cork tells us more. These referees, uh, they all need to be hit with technical fouls. All right, so here's the story. Three refs at a Colorado youth basketball game were throwing hands. I mean, they're throwing punches left, right, getting tackled in the middle of the court, surrounded by horrified onlookers. Are you tripping or what? The brawl broke out during a fourth-grade boys' basketball game Saturday morning in Lakewood. That's just west of Denver. Two of the refs walking toward each other aggressively. One takes a swing. A third runs over and tackles one of them, and then they all fall, all within a few feet of the young players. The referees' independent contractors were immediately removed and are no longer permitted to work for the company. Now look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. As clouds and moisture continue to approach from the southwest, we have some dry air aloft that may keep precipitation from forming today. With a clearing sky, our high 53. Clouding back up tonight, tello 37. Sunny and cool on Thursday with a high 49. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. Now a cloudy sky, 38 degrees, and we have an east wind at 3 miles per hour. Because number one talk, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 7.10 in the morning, KNSS 8.51 here on this Wednesday morning. Three big things. Two people seriously injured in overnight shooting in northeast Wichita. Wichita City Council approves spending $1.5 million for a plan to help curb violence in the city. President Biden and Republicans disagree over funding for Ukraine. GOP wants southern border money as well. Three big things. Stephen Ted on KNSS. Traffic volumes getting thinner out there in the Wichita area. We do still have a stalled-up vehicle northbound I-235, pretty close to the ramp from Meridian. That is in uh, southwest Wichita there, so watch out for that traffic update. From 98.7 at 1330 KNSS, I'm Jed Chambers. Partly cloudy today with a high of 52 degrees. Mostly cloudy tonight, the overnight low 34. Thursday, partly sunny. Tomorrow's high, 48 degrees. Now a cloudy sky. East wind at 3 miles per hour and 38 degrees. Stephen Ted in the morning into Wall Street. Uh, all three major indices closing on the upside yesterday. This morning, trading is underway. The Nasdaq's up by 31 points. S&P up two and a half. And the Dow is trading, however, down about 30 points this morning. And local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Women entrepreneurs in Kansas say they're experiencing bias within male-dominated industries. Also, a strong need for mentorship, lack of access to capital from large banks, and some other barriers. It's all according to a new report from United We. That's a nonprofit organization based in Kansas City, which held a, a roundtable in October in partnership with the Center for American Entrepreneurship, aiming to identify barriers that women face along their entrepreneurial journey. The roundtable was held in Kansas City, Kansas. It included 14 women professionals who represented retail, marketing, and event planning, financial services, architecture, animal health, and nonprofit organizations. An international aviation company has ordered 40 new Boeing 737 MAX jets, of which 70% of the aircraft is manufactured by Spirit Aerosystems in Wichita. 
Boeing announced the sale in a Tuesday news release to Avalon, an Ireland-based global aircraft leasing company, which also ordered 40 737-8s in June during the Paris Air Show. The new order is subject to shareholder approval by Bohai Leasing, Avalon's uh, main shareholder. It'll be posted to, to Boeing's order book when the sale is finalized. Boeing delivered its 1,737 MAX to the same aviation leasing company early this year. And the first 737 MAX, that was in 2017. Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS, 854 here in the morning. Stephen Ted, today is uh, today's National Cocoa Day. Yeah, sign me up. What better way to warm up after a cold day outside? We make hot cocoa with cocoa powder, heated to milk or water, and sugar. I loved this stuff when I was a kid. Mm. I love it now. You love it now. All right. Well, anything that's chocolatey, you're going mm-hmm. to go for that. So I wonder, you know, I wonder what kind of a, what Taylor Swift's getting for a birthday from, from Kelsey. Yeah, what kind of nifty birthday, gift is he giving her? Yeah, his birthday, she's 34 years old today. And, uh, you know, she's dating Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I don't know, maybe a, an engagement ring? No. Oh, boy, you're really pushing it. No, I don't think so. That, uh, Oof. Maybe some sort of a nice birthday cake. Well, that would be mm. good. And anyway, Taylor Swift. Boy, she's bigger than ever, isn't she? She she's is. Time's something. person of the year. Wow. Hey, coming up, we've got the uh, Glenn Beck program. This morning, he has a special guest. Mark Levine's going to be with him. Going to talk about uh, Trump immunity. That's coming up at uh, on the Glenn Beck Show. Well, that'll be good. Top of the hour news, President Biden and Republicans at odds over funding for Ukraine. And if you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Lash Show, and news updates all day. Stephen Ted of the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.